0: My brothers and sisters in the Lord, there was a man in Salt Lake City a few years ago who decided that he was going to send 600 Christmas cards to total strangers. And so he went on the Internet, he got on one of those websites that was like the white pages, and he got addresses for individuals all over the country. And he sent out those 600 Christmas cards. And guess what? He got 117 cards in return from those individuals. The article that I was reading was sharing some of the things that were written in those cards. One said this, your card arrived just when I got home from the hospital. I'm so glad that you remembered me. Continue to keep me in your prayers. Another card read something like this, It said, at first, I couldn't put a face to your name, but then I remembered you. (laughs) Please tell your father hello for me. He is such a good man. (laughs) And there was many others. One of my favorite was this. It was so good to hear from you from all these years. I remember you back from our days in college. My family is planning to visit Salt Lake City this summer. Five kids and two dogs, can we stay with you? <laughs> be very careful, my friends, who you send a Christmas card to. <laughs>
1: As I was reading that article,
0: I sort of wondered what kind of message did Mary send to Elizabeth before her arrival? How did Mary send word that she was on her way? Today, we have modern technology. It used to simply be letters and then the telephone and now there's text messages and Facebook messages and tweet this and Snapchat that or whatever it is. But if we meditate on the scriptures, my friends, we find that in a very real, real way, Mary's arrival was somewhat of a surprise to Elizabeth. Because after the Annunciation, the angel Gabriel bringing the message of God to Mary, it says that she left in haste to go and visit her cousin. Not much time to send word. And then we contemplate the distance that Mary had to travel because Mary was in Nazareth and Elizabeth was in the hill country of Judea. Now, most biblical scholars tell us that the distance between the two is probably somewhere between 80 and 100 miles between where Mary was and where Elizabeth was. And during those times, there were really only two ways to travel, One was to travel by foot by yourself, which is certainly a very dangerous way to travel. And if so, it was estimated that it would take Mary four or five days to make it to Elizabeth. The other way to travel was by caravan, a group of people along with animals. And even if Mary chose that route, it would take at least three days. And so there was this time of traveling And I'm certainly, my brothers and sisters, that as Mary traveled to visit Elizabeth, as we hear this wonderful and beautiful scene in the Gospel today, where the infant in Elizabeth's womb, St. John the Baptist, leaps for joy in the presence of the Messiah, who is in the womb of our Blessed Mother. And as Mary was making this pilgrimage, as she was going forth on this travel, there were a lot of times for her to ponder things. And often we see in Mary's life that she is pondering, she is reflecting, as she's on the journey. Look, my brothers and sisters, at the example when the angels make the announcements to the shepherds. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to people of goodwill. We bring you good news of great joy, and the shepherds go to the stable where Jesus is. And as the shepherds leave to return to their flocks in the field, what does it say in Scripture? It says Mary pondered these things in her heart. Mary's reflection. What do you think was going on in Mary's heart as her and St. Joseph lost the child Jesus in the temple? Some of you parents may have had a similar situation. Or as Mary walked the way of the cross with her son. And she watched as he died on that cross, as Mary pondered, as Mary reflected. You see, my brothers and sisters, as Mary is making this journey, as we are continuing our journey through Advent, in these final days and even final hours, we too are called to take the posture of Mary. We too would take that posture of reflection and receptivity reflecting on what Mary was contemplating so that you and I may be better prepared to receive the King within our own hearts. Because I believe, my brothers and sisters, that probably one of the first things that Mary was pondering was the fact that life can take some unusual twists and turns. I mean, come on, my brothers and sisters. It's not every day that a teenage girl gets visited by an angel. And the angel says, You will conceive a child and you will name him Jesus. I mean, even Mary questioned, How can this be? You see, my friends, life can take all sorts of twists and turns. You've heard me say this before. You know the old saying, Life is like a roller coaster. Well, life with Christ, my brothers and sisters, is like a roller coaster. There are ups and there's downs. There are times in life when our hands are in the air, and there are times in our life when we have those throw-up moments, and we just feel totally sick. Life has many twists and turns, and we see it in Mary's journey and her pilgrimage. Mary and Joseph go to Bethlehem because of the census, and there's no room in the inn, and so her child is born there in the stable. Look at the flight into Egypt. I like how one theologian puts it. Oftentimes when we see the artist depict the flight into Egypt to save the Christ child from the wrath of King Herod, oftentimes artists depict it as Mary riding on a donkey. But if you read the scriptures, my brothers and sisters, there's no mention of a donkey. The artists give her a donkey, but we don't know if she had a donkey or she walked on foot. All this time to ponder of how life has various twists and turns and various unexpected moments. And the same, my friends, is true for us in our own journey of life. There are twists and there are turns, there are unexpected moments, there are ups and there are downs, there are moments that our hands are in the air and we feel like we just want to throw up. We feel just sick. But all of that, my friends, It's part of the journey. It's part of the pilgrimage. And it's so very important as we're building a life of discipleship. Because oftentimes my brothers and sisters, especially when I speak with young people, teenagers, young adults, 20s and 30s, oftentimes when they hit a very difficult point in their life, they don't know how to cope. They don't know how to cope because everything's been given to them. And certainly, my brothers and sisters, it is wonderful that we take care of our children, but oftentimes, because everything's been given to them on a platter, when the difficulty hits, they don't know where to go. Because you see, my friends, in the difficulties, we learn about the importance of trusting in God. In the difficulties, we learn that God will always provide. And I think that's the second thing that Mary pondered. Yes, life has its twists and turns. There's unexpected things in life, but the second thing she pondered was at the fact that God is always faithful to his people. And God is always faithful to his promises that God always provides. Mary knew, Mary knew the prophecies of the coming of the Messiah. She trusted in God's plan. She pondered all these things in the quiet of her heart. She didn't have all the answers, but she knew that God had a plan and God was going to provide. And the same thing needs to be true about us, my friend on our pilgrimage of life, especially as we're preparing for the coming of the King, that whatever it is we're struggling with this day, whether it's personal or it's in the family or in the workplace or financial, whatever it is that we trust in God's promises, I will be with you always, even until the end of the world. And I think one of the last things that Mary pondered in that quietness of her heart is her great love. Mary's great love for the Lord, because when the angel Gabriel announced the message of the coming of the Messiah, Mary could have said no. Mary had free will. But Mary said, yes, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to thy word. Mary's great love for the Christ child that she bore in her womb. And Mary's great love in all circumstances in life. You see, my brothers and sisters, as we continue our pilgrimage, do we contemplate the great love that God has for us? A love that goes all the way to the cross for the forgiveness of our sins and for our redemption. And do we allow that same love to shine forth just as our Blessed Mother did? A beautiful little story. One day, out, I believe in the Midwest somewhere, the priest was telling the parishioners about a week or two before Christmas that there was a family in need, a very small sort of, kind of country kind of parish. And so one of the individuals heard this in the congregation that day, and he decided that he and his son were going to go and pick up a Christmas tree and bring it to the family. And so they went and picked up a Christmas tree, they put it in the back of the pickup truck, and they were driving to the family. And as they were driving along the highway, along the road, there was a rock slide. Now, here in New Orleans, we're not very familiar with rock slides because probably our highest point is Monkey Hill, if Monkey Hill still exists, but uh, we don't have many high points. But you see, there was a rock slide, and as the rocks came down, one of the rocks hid on the roof of the truck, excuse me, on the roof, uh, on the hood, the roo- um, on the top of the hood. It smashed the truck totally, smashed the windshield. The father wasn't injured, but the son had cuts all over his hands. And as they got out the truck, for 20 minutes, they tried to flag someone down, but no one stopped. You know, I guess they had to do all sorts of Christmas shopping. I'm not sure what they had to do, but everyone had someone else to go. Until finally, a husband and wife stopped, helped him bandage up the child's wombs, put, them in the, put both of them in their car, and took them back to their house. Fast forward a bit, it was Christmas Eve, and they had just celebrated Mass at the church, and after Mass, Father said that he had all the gifts that needed to be delivered to this family. And so the father and the son said that they were going to deliver the gifts. They had gotten a new truck. Insurance paid off real quick. And they were ready to go. And so they loaded the gifts into the truck. They got the address from the pastor and off they went. And as they arrived at the house and they rang the doorbell and the door opened, guess who was on the other side? The husband and the wife who helped them on the side of the road. You see, my brothers and sisters, that's the meaning that we celebrate. Mary contemplated that great love in our, her heart and was able to live that out. So too should be for us. Because the light of the Christ child, the light of the Christmas star, is the light that shines in all the darkness of the world and the darkness of our lives. So that we may love as god loves in this final time of advent may we take this opportunity to reflect with our blessed mother so that we too may be able to say to the lord may be done unto me according to thy word